Founded in 1999 by Jason Burks, Retrospect Films is Oklahoma's largest turnkey production company of its kind. With over two decades of experience, a full-time team of over 20 talented individuals, a 12,000 square foot studio to create in, and thousands of successfully completed projects in both entertainment and advertising. You're in the right place if you like hearing some good old filmmaking stories. On this podcast, we will discuss the pursuit of creating things and the problems we solve by digging up projects from across the last 20 years and giving you a glimpse behind the scenes where the magic happens. You're listening to Retrospect Films from the Archives. Hello, and thanks for joining us on Retrospect from the Archives, where we dig up projects from the past and talk about all the different things that we did to create those projects from cinematography, planning, producing, writing, and all the different aspects that go into the things that we do here at Retrospect Films. Joining me today is Adam from our swing department, kind of, of post-production and shooting. Adam spends a lot of time in both of those, shooting, directing, editing, coloring, start over. Yep. And Jacob, mm-hmm. our film production director, who spends most of his time with his hands on cameras. Yep. And then a little bit a little bit of time in front of the camera when the opportunities arise. Yeah. Whatever whatever's needed on yep. there. And then some cleaning, cleaning, woodwork, Just you whatever. Know, whatever you need. Whatever we need. <laughs> well, today we're excited to talk about a project we did for Salina Orthopedic and this was working with Acrobat Ant working with Chelsea, Angela, Brian, and a bunch of great people over there. Um, We were so excited that they uh, asked us to help them out with this client that they've been doing work for for a long time. Uh, For me, Salina is a special place, and I don't, hopefully this doesn't hurt anyone's feelings, but it's because it's like on the way to Colorado. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The halfway point. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. I I always, you know, thought of it just, I, I never knew the depth of a the town. town. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was just a drive through, you know, that's that it is what it is, but yeah. it's, it's actually got some depth to it. It is. Yeah. Hey, I feel like, you know, recently, so, uh, you know, the ask here was a couple 30 second spots. We had some different types of creative. Um, you know, we went up there the night before and stayed. And I even remember when we were driving to town, all of us, like that hotel we stayed in, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> it was awesome. It's like the nicest hotel I've ever stayed at <laughs> yeah. in, Sal- in Salina. Yeah, Salina. It's like double king beds, living room. Awesome workout facility. Yep. Everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways, we'll get past those little details and onto the interesting stuff. <laughs> so creatively, uh, this was a, uh, we kind of had two different directions. We had one that was your uh, probably more typical style spot interviews with doctors, cover footage of patients. Um, talking about some of the services they offer, and then another creative that was a little bit more in lines with what you might think of as a Nike ad or something that sports, athletics, uh, intentional transitions, et cetera. What we did from a shooting perspective, maybe I'll just talk about the part that I was a part of because then I had to leave and you guys took over. Um, So day one, uh, we were shooting the, uh, I would say, the more traditional spot. And did did a couple interviews with a few different doctors. Uh, you know, those interviews, um, you know, I guess it's normal for us to be intentional with interviews. I mean, we try to be intentional with everything. But I think these more specifically, I was really trying to make sure that 
uh, this is a weird detail, but I just wanted to have like, a, I wanted the negative side to really go away on the, the guy with the beard. I can't remember his name, but I just liked his beard and he looked good. And I was like, I just want the negative to fall off. So I got a little out of control with the negative in there. I don't know if you guys remember the amount of floppies <laughs> I had going. Mm -hmm. It's like, what is happening in this room? Um, but again, you know, this is a visual medium. So trying to make things stand out and look different. Uh, we had some casted talent and they were all mostly from Tulsa came up and uh, these people were helping us out. Uh, and I guess they weren't all casted because some of the people were actually uh, people from Salina as well that mm -hmm. had had uh, gone to the clinic and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and it, it was a pretty basic day. You know, we filmed that stuff. We kept it bright, kept it clean, kept it energetic, shot some off speed, um, shot some real time. And, and then it was on to day two. So maybe we can talk about day two shooting and then we can talk about the way the spots turned out. Um, yeah. it seems like, you know, maybe not to be jumping all over the place, but maybe it would be a good moment to run the spots. So why don't we fire those off and check out these two spots? we got one that I believe is actually we have thirties and sixties of each. Um, just a 60 so far, 60 of the each. One we did. Okay. Is yours a 62? Yeah. yeah, so 260. So let's check those check out. out. To be able to help the people that just live down the street from you and that you see out in the community, it's a very rewarding experience. We have 24-hour coverage here. Our ability to make sure that somebody is going to be seen as rapidly as possible is key to making people happy. I think patients should choose Salina Regional Orthopedics and Sports Medicine because we offer a very comprehensive approach. We can offer patients the same surgeries they might get in larger cities to help keep them right here at home. Robotic surgery is the up-and-coming way to do things. The procedures are good without robots. Robotics makes them that much better. My goal is to keep them active and functioning at the highest level, giving the most comprehensive care that we can. I get to go to work every day and do exactly what I enjoy most. Fortunately, it benefits other people. Our job is to help improve quality of life. We do everything we can through evidence-based medicine to help people get back to the things that they enjoy. It takes hard work, passion, and drive. It takes retraining your mind and your body. Once you do, you can't be stopped. Okay, so let's talk about day two. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who wants to start. Maybe Adam, why don't you start? Uh, a little bit of the theory, the approach, the thought process. Yeah, so the inspiration was, um, I believe it was a Nike or an Under Armour commercial. And these are really cool opportunities to have cool visuals. And if you're a sports fan, it's just combining a bunch of different sports and and the motion and the cinematography and even the editorial stuff that kind of makes those sports feel more alive 
And um, so that was what we set out to do. And so it really started the night before. Mm -hmm. So after day one, um, we went to go eat after we kind of our party split ways. Mm -hmm. And we really just wrote it down on a piece of paper, like these match cut scenarios that we had in mind. And we came up with a list of probably like 30 or 40 different shots and then split those among each of the athletes. So just to set it up. We had, I think it was four athletes, a basketball player, a football player, a track a runner, and a soccer player. Soccer, yep. And each of them were on the field doing their, you know, their sport and then also in the training facility getting worked on by the trainer. So mm-hmm. our spot was to show off um, the orthopedic uh, sports science um, side of the health center. And so that was our challenge because we really only had about 15 minutes with each athlete. So we had to make that really specific list um, to use our time most efficiently, to light everything well, to track and plot out what each person was doing and how they would relate to each other in the edit. And so Hightower really took it on himself to run around with them and do all that stuff. So what was that like? I I absolutely love those kinds of, you know, shoots where it's like you're sweating with the athlete that you're running next to. it's just fun. It, it creates really good movement and really good visuals uh, for the audience to see, I think. And, you know, uh, I love working with Adam as well because it will push me out of my normal um, my normal style of shooting. You know, I'm, I'm usually just kind of like either a slider or really kind of just portrait-esque on the handheld. And then so when we get into this different kind of shooting, I love having a different brain to bounce off of too, to where it's like, hey, is this going to work in the edit? You know, and and he gets to kind of just like analyze it and go, yeah, I can make that cut here work that way. So it's it's really fun working in that kind of uh, environment with somebody else that's going to edit the the video essentially. So that was, yeah, it was really fun. So why don't we dig into post-production just a little bit? Um, so it gets to post. Uh, I don't think you – you didn't cut both of them, right? I just cut the one yeah. day two. So talk a little bit about that one. What was what was that editing experience like? Yeah, so first of all, I think it's kind of a luxury when I got to direct that and then also edit that and then also come up with the shots because that's not super common um, in what we do. But um, So going into the edit, it was – it was kind of a breeze. It came together in like two days. Um, and a lot of that was because um, I knew exactly where all the shots were. And I can just I already kind of was editing it on set in a way, just in my head. But um, the the feel of it, um, Taylor sent me tracks that she was kind of writing the VO to. So I always take those and figure out which ones can we use. And I, so I picked one that she sent and combined it with another track um, and so with something like this, music is so important to the edit. And it mm-hmm. just kind of carries the the piece and you kind of weave the voiceover into the spots where the music is dipping and stuff. Um, and so uh, a big difference on set, we shot it um, all in real time. So none of it was off speed. And the reason I wanted that was because I knew in the edit, the motion blur that comes with that actually really helps us. Um, a lot of these are, like you saw earlier, they're match cuts where the ball is moving, the camera's tilting up and panning in a certain way. And when you have that you know, 24 frames a second and it's like 180 degree motion blur, it really helps you stitch the shots together. Mm-hmm. So when the audience is seeing it, there's like this movement to it in each shot 
um, the motion blur actually helps to ha- make it look like the ball is moving. And even though you've cut it, as long as the camera is moving in the same direction, it looks like it was just one fluid movement. And you kind of, you know, it's not, but it just kind of yeah. tricks your brain for a second, makes it a little bit more um, unique of a, a viewing experience. So using a lot of those things, the the shot list we came up with the night before, mm. those little cinematography, you know, helpful tricks, um, it really helped it come together. And I think re- I really just stitched it together um, the way we planned the night before and, mm-hmm. and the client, they really liked it. And, you know, we're putting it out there pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Jacob, I'm kind of curious, which uh, you, I don't know if you'll recall these things, but uh, talk a little bit about the different kinds of lensing and camera rigging and stuff that you guys used on day two. Yeah, day two, um, it was it was very much, we used the Ronin quite a bit of the day. And I would have to kind of undersling it to where I would get lower to the ground mm-hmm. and it was it was hard stabilizing that running full speed, so I would legit just have to run with the Ronin and not look at the screen and just go for it on on some of those shots. And then um, we had Brandon Forbes and some of it, and even you shot some uh, handheld. You shot some on the Ronin as well, but it was really it was Ronin handheld. But it was very much like like he said, we shot everything in real time and. You know, we we shot with the 30 to 90, so we had the versatility of just right there. We didn't have to switch any lenses. If we Mm -hmm. wanted a a medium shot, we got it. If we wanted a tight, you know, we got it with the handheld. And we had the 18 to 35 on the Ronin, so we could capture the wider shots. Um, But that we were Mm -hmm. doing some uh, motion-stabilizing tracking with Mm -hmm. those shots, too. So we had to think of the framing as we were uh, doing the shots. We had to frame out just a little bit to— you know, accommodate for that, for that, uh, motion stabilizer Stuff to happen in post. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. That. So that was, that was really cool to shoot in a way to where, you know, you have to think of it in a different sense. You're shooting, you're like, Oh man, I'm shooting way too wide, but he had to keep, you know, explaining it to me. Well, in post, you know, we're going to be able to use some of this and, and zoom in on these people and we're kind of shooting visual effects plates yeah. at some point. So, yeah. Yeah, and and another thing just worth touching on just to bring this thing to completion, the kind of texture of that spot, the color grading, and and I'm assuming you've probably touched those pieces as well. Did you have Mm -hmm. motivation behind that? Yeah, um, a lot of it was just looking at um, what I've seen in in the the film space, so just kind of emulating a film stock that is just kind of unique to um, a lot of the – sports and action stuff and there's mm-hmm. so, there's something that's kind of like it feels like it's it's like a homemade kind of we put a lot of grain and like high mm-hmm. and color passes on it that made it really feel like it was um something you could have watched on tv maybe back in the 80s or something mm-hmm. and and but combining that with modern day looking clothes and and the um the doctor's offices and stuff so we just wanted it to kind of feel that universal um all the way through yeah. You know, I think one of the things that is pretty cool about it when you think about the fact that Salina is a small community and they serve colleges and high schools and things like that with the things they do for sports. Um, the spot, I mean, in my opinion, looks like a national spot. You know, it's pretty awesome. And I think that that is all, it, what's great about it is you see the the logos and the brands of, of Kansas stuff in mm-hmm. there. So it, it yeah. kind of brings it all local, which is which is great. 
And I think, what, probably about the time you guys were, like, right in the heat of battle, uh, I had already wrapped a shoot in Kentucky and was probably just, like, sipping on bourbon or something. <laughs> I, I, think, I think so. I, I think you are. I can't <laughs> remember. I we, we drove back the night of day one, and then we flew to Kentucky to film something else. So yeah. I felt kind of bad. I, I mean, that's what that's we got to do. Goes. <laughs> that's how it goes Multiple sometimes. teams, you know, we got to— we got to get out there and do it. Got to do the thing. Yeah, so. exactly. Well, awesome. Well, we appreciate you guys joining us on this episode of Retrospect from the Archives. If you enjoyed it, please go check out other episodes. We have uh, over 20 different episodes of projects that we've done throughout the years to, uh, going into all the behind the scenes aspects. Uh, also, you can check out our website to learn more about Retrospect, and that's retrospectfilms.com. And we will see you on the next episode. Later. See ya. Bye. Bye.